good to have Ross and Stephanie with us. We're so thankful you're visiting with us today. Good to see you, the whole Keeble clan. Amen. Good to have the Barentines back. Amen. Praise report on, brother. Praise report on. If I had a microphone, I'd give you one. That red one go to. Oh, here we go. Yes, sir. Praise on, brother. Praise on. It's on. Go ahead. It's on. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. As you all know, Kathy has had been put in the hospital twice for low sodium. And this time it was very close. Back uh, last Friday, her sodium was 122. The magic number is about 120 back in the hospital. Well, they did another blood test on Monday. It was up 123. And for all of your prayers, we thank you. Because one of my prayers was, Lord, please let this on Friday, this past Friday. I said, please, Lord, let it be 127. Please, Lord, please, Lord. And you know what? It's 128. Amen. Amen. And, and it's all because of everybody's prayers. God answers prayer. Yes, prayer is the, the thing that we need more of. And prayer all the time, all the time. He answers prayer. And thank you and thank him. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good to have the ARPs with us. I've known those folks for a minute or two. Good to see you guys with us. So thankful you're here. If I have missed you, I apologize. We're so thankful that you're here today with us. Um, if you are visiting with us, if right outside this back door, um, Miss Mary uh, will see you after service. We have a free gift that we'd like to present you with to let you know how much we value your being with us. And we're thankful that you're our guest today. I pray that you've been treated well. And if you didn't like the way we treat you today, come back. We'll try to treat you another way. No, well, I tell you what, this, today was a little different in, our, in, in honoring our graduates. But we are thankful for them. If you got a bulletin, there's several things that's coming up we'd like you to uh, be aware of. And, and so make sure you look into that. Uh, one of those things is a, is a church camp out, and we've actually rented a complete campground. And if you're interested in camping, some of our folks are, if you, some of our folks are camping right now, you know, and we hope that they are getting the rest and enjoyment. We've been locked up and in, in, in quarantined for so long, everybody's just, let's go somewhere. And so praise God, praise the Lord that we have the ability to go somewhere, you know, and find some rest and find some rays of sunshine and be able to do those things so just we bless those as they are traveling and hope wish them well but if you would like to be a part of our whole church um camp uh camping event please let us know it's probably not the luxury camping that some of you are interested in i mean you can there is a, some luxury spots that you can pull your you know um three bedroom two bath camper vic york into um you got one of those, don't you? 
If, if anybody's got one, can me and my family stay in it too? <laughs> Amen. Just wanted to uh, make you aware of a few updates. You know, as you know, my parking lot's uh, been able to be resurfaced. We've new sign. We are um, we're putting a fence around the playground, Lord willing, this coming week. And uh, we uh, invite you, if you would like to help us, we're trying to raise the funds to be able to put a new playground set out there and to uh, get that looking good. How many know we like to value our children? Amen. And we want them to have a, a good, safe play set that they can, can enjoy um, that's in good shape. And if you'd like to help us to do that, it's about $4,500 is what we're trying to raise to be able to accomplish that. And so if you'd like to participate, you can put that in an envelope and, uh, and give that. Uh, as you know, we didn't pass any plates today. Uh, if you'd like to participate in tithing offerings, we would so, be so thankful for you to do that. Uh, we have a spot at each door, at each exit, if you'd like to participate in giving. And we thank you for, being, for your generosity and for your giving. It allows us to continue to serve our community and be able to meet the needs of uh, those who come to us in need. Amen? Amen. Last year, in this particular service, we talked about the highest, reaching the highest level from the lowest position. I'm not going to re-preach that message because somebody said they remembered every verse, so I'm not going to do it. Page. <laughs> but I do want to stay on the same topic because I believe God's called us to serve. Amen? If you have your Bibles and would like to turn with me to Galatians chapter 13. Galatians, sorry, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Did y'all find Galatians 13? Y'all got miracles going on. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in the, this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. You know, uh, I will state this from that previous message is, is that I love to hear children when they say, you know, when you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Some of you say, well, I just wish some of my kids would just grow up. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? And I love to hear, you know, just kids, the, the imaginative, the pure uh, heart that they have to be able to express uh, what they see, what they hear, what they do, what they want to do, and, and, and to hear them talk about being doctors or being uh, civil servants like police officers or firefighters or teachers or all those things. You know, it's, it's, it's lovely to see the desire of children wanting to be able to serve other people, isn't it? I mean, there's, you know, there's always that one kid that you ask and you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they say, well, I want to be, I, I just want to be a garbage man. I'm like, okay, you know, that's needed. I mean, how many of y'all appreciate y'all's garbage being picked up? Yeah. Well, well, listen, why do you want to be a garbage man? Because I just love being dirty. Some of you have kids like that, right? 
But you know, if we were to, to say, God, what would you want me to be when I grow up? I think that's the biggest question. God, what would you want me to be as I get older? What would you want me to do for your kingdom? And I, and I believe that that answer would be, I want you to serve. I want you to be a servant. You know, our relationships with Christ and our fellow believers, God has given us a call to demonstrate our love to both by serving one another. Service is love in action. Service ought to be na a natural product of the Christian life. Service is selflessness. Anybody agree with that? Amen. So I believe that, that God's designed us for service. These are reasons why we serve others. God's designed us to serve one another. When I look at the context of 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12, verse 4 through 7, I see Paul uh, talking about how every person in the body of Christ, every believer has been given something, a gift, a manifestation of the Spirit, something that will help them contribute to the whole body. Every one of us have been given something to contribute to each other. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 4 and 10 says, As each one of us has received a special gift. Can you say the word received with me? Received. How many know you can try to give somebody something, but unless they receive it, they don't receive it, if you will, right? They don't get it, right? And I believe that God wants us to receive something so that we can use that for the glory of God because that verse continues and says, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We must be willing to have our hands open. Too many times we're wanting something from God, but what we want is what we want and rather than what He wants us to have. And if we would just say, God, fill the room. God, fill this temple, Lord. Let me receive what you want me to have. Fill it with what you desire. Fill it with the compassion and character that you want this, this uh, body to be full of so that we can truly employ it for the service of the kingdom and the king of kings. Amen? I mean, think about it. Ephesians chapter 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship. Think about that. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Isn't that amazing? Somebody says, you know, uh, our works are not judged, but reality is, is that based on the heart of what we do, our, the, the Word of God says in Re Revelation, I know your works. So there is something that God's looking for because it goes on in Ephesians chapter 2 and 10 says that, that, that the Lord has prepared in advance for us to do. Amen? So there is truly something the Lord has for us and we're called by God to walk in those steps that he's ordered for us. Come on somebody, amen? I mean, one of the greatest violinists had this beautiful violin, marvelous violin and he contributed to, uh, he, he willed it to the, the local museum and it was so beautiful. But you know, the thing is, is that that violin, if it had been continued to be played, would not have worn so rapidly, but because he put it in there and his, his words were, I don't want anybody else to play this violin. Um, almost within just a few years, it began to decay so rapidly. And guess what? Within a few years, it was worthless. God's called us to do something, to be active in something. Amen. And if we sit back and we do nothing, then we become, uh, we become so self-serving, so inward-looking that we only want to serve ourselves and we are no good to anyone else. Amen. 
I mean, to think about it, we're to serve because it's a part of being Christ-like. I mean, if you look at John chapter 13, we see where uh, Jesus said in verse 14, says, if I then, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who sent greater than one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Even Jesus said in Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, he says, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So we realize that God's called us, if we are to walk in Christ's likeness, if we are to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, it means that we will serve others. It means that we will serve somewhere. Amen? Somebody said, well, so nobody's asking me to do anything. Listen, what, what have you done to ask others? What have you done to say, what can I do? How can I be involved? Where, where can I fit in? Where, what can I do for the kingdom of God? Where can I serve in this place? Let me tell you something. If you come and ask, I guarantee you I'll find you something. Because there's plenty of areas that we need not only to be beneficial to each other, but even to be beneficial to our community. I guarantee you that, that if you ask Gary Stott, is there something I can help you with? You, you wouldn't turn him away, would you? You'd grab him up so fast. Come with me, let me show you. There's plenty to do. There's plenty to be a part of. And God wants us, if we're truly going to walk in Christ's likeness, we must serve. I mean, to think about it, God freed us to serve others. The very verse that we use is Galatians chapter 5 and 13, for you have been called to live in freedom. Think about that. You've been called by God to live in freedom. Yet that freedom is not meant for you to carry out your sinful desires. Amen? It's not meant for you to just fulfill your own benefits and your own dreams to do what you want to do to make yourself happy. It is for the service of the kingdom. Don't, let, don't use your freedom to satisfy sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Through love, serve one another. That's what we're called to do. I mean, if you think about the original text there, I mean, we are called to freedom. But it says, use your freedom to become a dulo, which is a slave to each other in love. Now, you got to realize that there's, I know those are words that are sometimes despised, but when you understand there's a difference between servitude and servanthood. There's a difference between servitude and servanthood because one is I, one is I have to, the other is I get to. Amen? I mean, servitude is something that is placed, placed as an oppression from the outside forces that, that make us have to do something. And sadly is, is, within the body of Christ, there have been rules and regulations placed in religious settings on people that make them feel like they're slaves, that they have to do something. And in reality, the Lord wants them to experience His love in such a fashion that they want to come under His presence and they want to come under His subjection because they know that there's a, they're going to be taken care of better. They're going to be able to serve in a, a capacity and have greater food at the table of the King because they're serving the King and they're not slaves, but He's called them friends. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but 
It's a pleasure of mine to be able to come to church. I get to come to church every Sunday. I get to come to church. I get to hang out with wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ. I get to serve the Lord because it's a pleasure. I recognize where I came from. I recognize the brokenness. I recognize the hardships. I recognize all of the past and how I was lost and undone. And I'm so thankful that God was loving me so much that he loved me enough to change my life. I'm no longer an alcoholic. I'm no longer a drug addict. I'm no longer hooked on all of the addictions of the world. I've been set free by the power of Jesus Christ. And I get to serve the one who transformed my life. Isn't that awesome? I don't have to. But boy, do I love to. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! The fact is, is that Servanthood grows from an inner identity, a core commitment to do what's best for those I serve. Sadly is, is that there's so many who, who have not developed a Christ-like identity. They've not allowed the Lord to truly transform their life and so that they don't have an identity to serve because if you truly are walking in Christ Jesus, there will be an identity in you that wants to serve others because it is the identity of Christ. We've been transformed, right? From glory to glory, we're being transformed into the image of our creator. Praise God. And think about it, greatness is achieved in serving others. I mean, the world defines greatness in so many terms. Power, privilege, possessions, prestige, and position. But I'm here to tell you that it is in Christ Jesus that we find true authority. It is in Christ Jesus that we find true acceptance, true wholeness, and true completeness. Amen? It's in Him we find true greatness. I mean, look at the disciples in Mark chapter 10. It was James and John in, the, in this context. They were saying, Lord, we want to sit at your right hand and your left. And, and their, their mentality had not been transformed yet. Though they had been with the Master, they had not truly understood what it meant to serve the Lord. And so they were asking, Lord, can we sit at the right hand and your left hand when you get into your kingdom? And of course, you know, all the other disciples were saints, right? Uh, no. <laughs> because, uh, you know, it wasn't that they did not want the same thing. The Bible says that they became indignant with the request, right? And really what they were doing was, man, why didn't I think about that first? Right? But to think Jesus was telling them in Mark chapter 10, verse 42, calling them to himself, Jesus said to them, you know that those who, re who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great men exercise authority over them. But it is not this way among you. Come on. But whatever, whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave of all. It gives two different words there that we can use simultaneously. The word diakonos and the word doulos. In both of those, the one was for servant, the other one's for slave. And we realize that, once again, servitude versus servanthood. And, and he's saying, those who want to be the greatest among you will be the ones who serve you all. You know, the world we see, so many want to rise to the top and be able to command so many other people. But in reality... In the presence of the Lord, it is those who are willing to humble themselves. I love the fact that the greatest push of teaching across leadership realms is servant leadership. Is when people uh, 
walk as examples to others and walk as servants and that servant leadership allows others to say that's what I want to do that's what I want to be because it shows a a humble servant willing to lead in times of crisis amen amen serving one another is the foundation of greatness To place one's needs above your own is truly possessing the heart and mind of Christ. For the heart of Christ is consumed with mercy. The heart of Christ is consumed with compassion. And think about it. Everyone who loves Him, everyone who confesses that the Lord Jesus is their Lord and Savior should also have that same mindset to love one another. Amen. But you know, nobody uses excuses, do they? I mean, not in this house anyway, right? That old, that old song, excuses, excuses, I hear them every day. Y'all younger generation probably don't remember that song. And I don't even know how I remember it. But excuses, so many times we use excuses of why I can't or why I can't. I mean, think of Moses. Moses, you know, when the Lord told him to go do something, he said, oh, wait a minute, me, Lord? You're not talking about me. I mean, Exodus chapter 3 and 11 says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Too many times where, you know, the finger's pointing at us. Have you ever, have you ever had that happen to you? Somebody's pointing and you're looking like... I mean, and that's the way we do. It's like, Lord, you, no, you're not talking to me. I can't sing or I can't serve or I can't do this. I mean... Look at my list of things I've got to do. I can't be a part of that. And we, we, we make all the excuses of why we think we can't, right? Even Moses uh, talked about his own talents. He said, no, I can't do that, Lord. I can't speak. Yeah, all right. Ephesians chapter 4 and 10, the Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I'm, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. I don't think he was slow of speech or slow of tongue. I think he was slow of brain. I mean, he wasn't talking to just anybody. He was talking to God, right? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, from the point of view of Stephen in Acts chapter 7 and 21 and 22, it says, and then he was exposed. Pharaoh's daughter adopted him, talking about Moses, and brought him up as, as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of, Egypt, of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and his deeds. Hmm. Lord, just send somebody to help my, hold my hand. I mean, Moses was being like a woman going to the bathroom. Got to have somebody to hold her hand. Jesus, if I meet you after this service. (laughs) Exodus chapter 4, 11 and 12 says, Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? No, there, now, now therefore go and I will be your mouth and I will teach you what to speak. If we would just depend on the Lord, right? If we would just say, Lord, 
I don't know what to say, but I'm trusting you because if you are sending me, then you also will be with me. And if you are being with me, you will also give me the words to say at the appropriate time, I trust you, Lord. Amen? I mean, in the book 70 times 7, The Freedom of Forgiveness, the, the author wrote about General William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army. And, and, and towards the end of his life, he became blind. And his son was trying to tell him, to said, Daddy, you're... You know, it's, your, your sight's probably not coming back. He says, so I won't be able to see your face anymore? He says, probably not on this side, in this earth. He said, well, you know, the, the fact is, he said, God has used me with my eyes and with my mouth to serve him up to this point. And from now on, God will use me without my sight. And the reality is, is that we can use excuses of why we can't do. We can say, well, I'm going blind, so I can't be used anymore. We can say, well, I don't have the ability to do this or that. But the reality is, if God is calling you, you need to hear that. If God is calling you, if God has given you a mouth and an ability to do something, then there is something that you can do for the kingdom of God and for his glory. Amen. Amen. God's given us a talent. How can we serve others? I need to, I'm closing. Come on up and play something softly behind me. We can serve others in multiple ways. We can pray. I mean, the word of God tells us, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. There's something about being able to come alongside a brother and sister when they're hurting or broken and being able to lift them up. To be able to love them through the, the trials. I mean, James chapter 5 and 16 says, Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. God's looking for people who will pray for each other. And I'm not talking about because you read somebody's post and you said praying. That, that I'm talking about real prayer. Just because you say praying doesn't mean you're really praying. I'm talking about when you see a name and, and you say, I'm praying, that you write the name down and you pray for that person. You truly say, you know, hey, God, Kathy Lozier needs a touch from Jesus and we're going to pray for her. And, then, and we keep on believing. It's praying for Chris and Brittany and the loss of Chris's dad. And not just lip service, but say, I'm praying and I'm believing. And when I kneel down today, your name's going to be on my lips as I go before the Lord because I'm believing for you. Praying for one another. But not just praying. The other side is that a ministry of acceptance and receiving and reconciliation. Romans chapter 15 and 7 says, Therefore receive one another just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. I mean, the thing is, is that it would have been easy for Jesus to wash John's feet because John was the beloved right but when you think about this is the same John that asked to be on his right side and left side I mean there was Peter who he knew that before he was crucified would would deny him three times there was Thomas who was there and he knew that that he was doubting and he knew that he wouldn't even believe the words that he was resurrected there was Judas, who was there, who he knew would sell him for 30 pieces of silver 
And yet Jesus did not allow those things to change his mind as he girded himself with a towel. And he knelt down and he washed their feet. Thank you, God, that you don't let the brokenness of us cloud your consideration of how you will serve us. But Lord, even as Romans 5 and 8 says, while we were still in the depths of sin, you were willing to look at us as your creation and die for us. He served us anyway. He was willing to love us even in our brokenness. You know, another thing is, is that it was a ministry of listening. Ecclesiastes 3 and 7 says, A time to tear, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak. You know what's funny is, or what's unique is, is that, that silent is the same letters as listen. So many times we sit down with someone else and they have an issue and we find ourselves blah, 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 blah. And if we just and spend a little time listening, it might just be that's all they need is somebody to love them enough to let them talk through their issue. There's been many times I've gone to a hospital and I don't have words to say. But just being there, sitting in the room, being there, being an ear to let them talk out all of the situations that they're facing is really all that they need. How many times are we willing to just be silent and listen to what brothers and sisters need? We've been called to give. You know, when we find our brother in need, guess what? If we have, guess what we're to do? Help them. I'm so thankful that we're part of a congregation that if someone comes and we're able to help them, we help them. We do that. And that's because of, of all of us together. There's many things that we can do. But ultimately, it boils down are we willing to serve? Are we willing to truly love on somebody else? I've got some gifts for our graduates. Faith, I got yours out here first. Because I feel that if we can understand if we can understand that through love, serve one another, it will transform our life. Now, what many people may not know of this quiet, shy young lady, she's probably not quiet and shy around everybody, but she can play the hound out of a bass. She's compassionate, caring. She's loving. And I believe that God is going to make you an awesome servant. And because you're a servant, you're going to be great. Amen. Stay right here. Wesley, I think you're next on my 
alphabetical list. Actually, you're not. But anyway, come on up. I've pulled your towel. You're next. I can say a lot about you because I know you maybe too well. I'm thankful for uh, a son who, you know, okay, I just, I'm thankful for a son who loves to help others. Josh called this past week and said, hey, can you help bring some jugs of water up to an apartment at the Towers? And Wesley said, this, no, this is what he said. He said, Daddy, I'm taking your car, not mine. <laughs> he didn't say no, but I'm thankful for your willingness, son. Thank you for being a servant. Isaac, come on up here, man. Isaac recently lost his dad. That was a hard thing to swallow, I know. But you know, one thing I loved is the fact that there was no regrets. You were able to serve your dad to the very end, and you really cared. You were compassionate. Matter of fact, he's the only one that his mom says that if I move somewhere, he's the only one that can go. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, Elijah. But thank you for what you do. I mean, most people don't realize that he serves... I mean, even the field that you're taking is a service field. And it takes a lot of humility to be able to do what you do. And I'm very proud of you. God bless you. Love you, man. I don't know that the other ones are here. Come on, Mr. Daniel. Tu estás aquí, hermano. You're here, brother. Daniel is going into a a service as military. And uh, as many of you know, that's a, a sacrificial service as well. And we thank you for your heart and your passion to serve your country in that manner. And we're super thankful for you. We love you. Thank you for always being willing to help mom and dad in manna and for all that you do. Appreciate you, buddy. Amen. Amen. I know Ariel, um, let's see, Ariel and Josh Blue and McKinley aren't here. If their representatives will come and just stand up here for a minute. They'll get the limelight again, that's what it is. I want us to pray over these graduates because I believe that they're going to make a huge impact our world I'm believing you guys I'm excited for you all you're all taking very different paths you all have different ideas of what how that looks in serving what I'm so thankful is is that you're willing to to commit yourself into a 
vocation to serve mankind for the kingdom of God. And I just want to pray over you guys. Can you just stand with me, guys, and let's, let's just put our hands forward and pray over them. Father, I'm thankful, God, for, your, for allowing us to receive the call to be free. Free from the bondage of sin. Free from, the, uh, free from being uh, so bound by selfishness to fulfill sinful desires. But Lord, so free that we're able to serve you with gladness. So able to, to give our lives to you because of what you've done for us. We're able to be surrendered completely to your plan that we can allow the glory of God to be manifested in us. And Lord, just as you've given gifts out to mankind, you've given each one of these gifts for your kingdom. And Lord, I pray that you will empower them to employ those gifts for the service to serve one another, to love one another. Lord, there's a world who is devastated by hate, devastated by lawlessness, devastated by self-serving. And I pray that these young people will have a mindset that is after you, Lord. And that they will serve you and they will be transformative in every field that they go into. And Lord, that they will honor you and be light and salt in every avenue. God bless them. Let your face shine upon them. Lord, guard their hearts, their minds. Lord, allow them to follow the steps that you've laid out before them. Let your anointing flow over them as they walk in unity with your spirit and your body. Let your glory be revealed in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Congratulations, guys. Congratulate those of you you're representing as well. Amen. Amen. You might be seated. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for allowing us to honor our graduates. Thank you for coming with a heart of worship. You who are visiting, remember we have something special for you. If you will exit these doors to the back of the building, uh, Miss Mary will meet you uh, out there and she will give